0: Christmas Day. Prayer. Psalm 98. All sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With the trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord.
1: Reading the Word First reading, Isaiah 52 How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger, who announces peace, who brings good news. Who announces salvation? Who says to Zion, Your God reigns? Listen, your sentinels leap up their voices. Together they sing for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God.
2: Second reading. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom He also created the world. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and He sustains all things by His powerful word. When He had made purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels, as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, or again I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him.
0: Gospel, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of men, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known.
1: Hearing the Word The Supreme Communication Christmas Day celebrates the birth of the child Jesus. He is the Son of God, who in His coming to this world opted for poor material conditions of a young family looking for a suitable place to stay in the night on the outskirts of Bethlehem. The evangelist Luke, whose text we read during the night and dawn Christmas masses, reports this historical context of Jesus' birth. The third Christmas mass, celebrated during this day, introduces a broader view on the coming of Jesus presented by the evangelist John. The author invites the readers to contemplate Jesus' birth in the context of communication between God and his people in the history of salvation. The passage of Isaiah brings us back to the 6th century BC, to the period of the Babylonian exile. The words of the prophet convey a sense of joy and comfort. Israelites exiled in Babylon were indeed the dire need of such consolation because four decades of captivity had eroded their hope of ever seeing their last homeland again. The prophet, guided by the divine inspiration, declares to them, The Joyful Message of Approaching Salvation. He imagines Jerusalem, a city in the mountains of Judah, with its sentinels on the halls eagerly waiting for the news from the far away land of the exile. In a poetic way, Isaiah depicts a certain appearance of the messenger whose feet are beautiful upon the mountains, because he brings the message of salvation. This herald brings words of peace, good news, salvation, and the announcement of God's reign, returning to the beloved city. All these images present the reestablishment of God's presence in the midst of the people and his reign over them. This is how Isaiah understands salvation. The vision of God ruling not only in Jerusalem, but also before the eyes of the nations makes the motive of comfort and joy universal. All nations shall benefit from this restoration and be placed under God's rule. The prophet is so certain about this renewal that he describes it as something that has already happened, as he calls for celebration even among the wrongs, Break forth together into singing, you wrongs of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. In these few verses, we observe how the future experience of universal salvation is recognizable already in the present time. Through an attentive listening to God's word, through the prophet, who called his people to listen, in the eyes of one with deep faith and attentive ear, the future salvation is already present. The
2: author of the letter to Hebrews also reflects to the event of salvation which he presents as purification for sins through Jesus. He will discuss it extensively throughout the letter alluding to Jesus as the new and faithful high priest. In the retrospective evaluation of the long history of salvation when God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways, the author of hebrews touches upon the basic truth of faith god indeed communicates with humanity and the author past this communication took place through visions dreams angels and most importantly the prophets who delivered god's word the author then points to a radical change and the manner of God's communication which occurred in these last days. When God communicated by a son, the absence of the definite article in the Greek text is curious. God speaks through a son, not the son, as might be expected. To understand this, we must take into account that Greek in the definite article serves to identify a specific being while in absence turns to highlight a particular quality. Thus, the author emphasizes that Jesus, who is undoubtedly the Son, is due to his intimate relationship with the Father, God's supreme communication, He speaks for God in the clearest and most direct manner, superior to all other ways God used in the past. This special and intimate relationship between the son and the father finds confirmation in the citation from Psalm 2. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Furthermore, The son is the firstborn, the term that implies authority, privilege, and unique dignity, leading to him being worshipped even by the angels. With further reference to Jesus as the heir of all things, the author presents him as the fulfillment of all God's promises to humanity. Beginning with the act of creation, which took place through him. Jesus remains the most complete reflection of God. With his birth in the human body, the reflection of God became perceptible to human eyes. The Gospel of John begins with a hymn about God's communication delivered through his word. The communication has its roots. In the intimate unity between the two. Since the word was with God. And the word was God. The word shaped all that came into being. For he was the life and the light. While the life is about existence in general. The light serves as a guide providing life with orientation and meaning. This word was in the world through the words of the prophets and other mediators, but not all recognized him. Even his own people did not accept him and refused to become God's children. For this reason, God decided on the final and supreme act of communication announced by the evangelist in the solemn declaration The word became flesh and lived among us. This act of incarnation of the word is described through the Greek word that literally means to pitch the tent. Using such a term, John makes a clear allusion to God's presence among the Israelites journeying through the desert towards the promised land. As God was with the Israelites then, so now will God be with the people through his word, dwelling in the midst of humanity. This incarnate word is the Father's only Son, which makes it clear that the word is Jesus himself, the only Son who is close to the Father's heart. In the final verse of his hymn, the author reveals the very purpose of Jesus' coming into the world. He came to make God known. In his life, beginning with the nativity, Jesus, who alone has seen God, will be revealing the Father
0: to the world fully and truthfully through his words and deeds. Christmas Daily Liturgy celebrates the gift of God's revelation to the world and communication with humanity. God communicated in the past, promising salvation through the prophets. With Jesus coming to the world, a new and supreme channel of communication has been established because from that moment on, God will speak directly through his son, in Jesus, whom we contemplate today as a helpless child in the manger, the message of salvation announced in the Gospel of Isaiah finds fulfillment. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. Above all, in him, And through him, God communicates with us in a direct way because Jesus, as God's word incarnate, is God himself present in our midst. We can only respond to this gift joyfully singing with the psalmist, praising God's steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel shown in the making himself known to all the ends of the earth. Listening to the Word of God Throughout the ages, direct communication with God seemed far from possible. In our African context, we spoke to God through our ancestors. Our ancestors were the principal mediators between the earthly realm and the divine realm. God was far away beyond our reach. He was thought as dwelling on the mountain tops or clouds in the sky, and his voice resounded in the thunderstorms. This explains why oftentimes we appealed to our ancestors to plead for us before God. It was on rare occasions when ancestors would fail that we could address God directly. Any communication from God would take place through these ancestors acting as intermediaries. In fact, our ancestors when in their flesh themselves longed to see God. Today, we celebrate God's unique communication, what our ancestors longed to see, we see in its fullness. God is no longer remote and inaccessible, no longer on the mountains. He now communicates to us directly through Jesus Christ. His son. God has descended from the mountains, bringing the message of salvation. He comes to comfort his people who sincerely seek him. The gospel tells us of how the word came into existence. God descended from on high to live among us. He humbled himself and took on our human flesh. What a privilege! We now see God's glory in its fullness for He is present among us.
1: The coming of God among us in Jesus calls us to an intimate relationship with Him. He offers us the opportunity of becoming His children through faith in His Son. We have heard that He came to His own and his own did not welcome him. But to those who believed in him, he gave power to become children of God. In our African cultures, anyone who rejects the message of the Father risks being thrown out of the home. Therefore, this supreme communication calls for our acceptance in order for us to remain in the union with the Father as his children. God's supreme voice is timely in our situation today. He chooses to dwell among us at a time when we are distracted by a number of voices that gain our attention and often divide us. These decisive voices are signs of darkness present in our communities. It is unfortunate that we easily yield to such voices. These voices often belong to our leaders and politicians who call on our tribal and ethnic differences or use economic and social status as fuel for their hateful rhetoric. Nowadays, the youth are often the flag bearers of their decisive messages, and are ready to fight whenever called upon. God's supreme voice today raises us above the web of all voices. It summons us into one family, as children of the same Father. With Jesus' presence now among us, we can walk in the light, standing boldly for the Christian principles that can shape and govern our life according to God's own will. A number of us have traveled many miles from cities to commune with our ancestral family members during this festive season. Let us resist the temptation of turning it into a merely social event. Rather, let it be a time to strengthen our Christian bonds with our family members a time to celebrate our togetherness in the faith with our neighbors and ultimately a moment to celebrate God's presence among us. Let us live in the light so that in and through us all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God.
2: When the big drum sounds, the smaller ones go silent.
0: Action. Self-examination. Do I make an effort to carefully discern and evaluate the various voices that come my way in the course of my daily life? Do I really see? And listen to Jesus as the act of God's supreme communication. Response to God. I will make a personal commitment to God that in this Christmas period, I will live as a child of light reflecting his glory and presence. Response to your world. I will be an agent of peace by resisting all divisive voices and rhetoric during this Christmas season. As a group, we gather once more during this festive season and decide on a way to demonstrate publicly that Jesus is for us the supreme authority when it comes to discerning and doing the will of God. O God, you will to descend from heaven and take on our human nature. Help us, we pray, to recognize your presence among us.
2: May your presence increase our faith and enable
0: us to live as one family. Let your light illuminate our hearts and dispel all the voices of darkness around
2: us.
1: We ask this through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, one God forever and ever.
2: Amen.